welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. Okay, so this is super exciting, guys. We are starting a seven-part series on should I stay or should I go? Oh, that question, that question. You know what? And this question comes up for um, uh, most of my couples that come to me, you know, are wondering, obviously, should I stay or should I go? Um, and you know, in, in, even like individuals that come to me to work with me, you know, don't know the answer. Right. And it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a hard question to answer. I, you know, I, I don't want you to think that you're, um, you're, there's something wrong with you for not knowing that answer or being decisive. You know, you love this person for whatever re, you know reason you fell in love with them. And so love it's addictive, right? But why? Because we, as I've said and taught you over and over in, in the podcast, in my channel, YouTube channel, on my all my social media pages, you know, we are um, born and, and we are, our soul needs love and connection. Without love and connection, it's difficult for us. That's what we're, we, that's what we thrive in. You know, we thrive when we're, we're love and connected to people. You know, in whether that's the romantic relationship or, you know, family, friends, whatever. But when we have fallen in love and we have felt love and connection, it's hard to say I'm done with this person. It really is. So I'm going to answer some of your, you know, questions that are um, that you have probably asked yourself or. And I'm also going to show you things that you probably haven't seen. Um, and I'm going to share stories of past clients. And I'm also going to share a questionnaire that I, um, give to my clients that come to me confused on whether they should or, um, stay or should they go with, you know, 20 questions. And that will also give you some clarity. Um, and, uh, you know, one thing you have to know that is if there is abuse in your relationship. Physical abuse, I mean, emotional and mental abuse is not good either. You know, obviously it's bad and it's a toxic relationship. But if there is physical abuse going on, you must leave. Get help, find help, leave. Okay, so let's get going. So, you know, you've gone through a lot to get to this point. And like I said, you've, you've hoped love would be enough. You've worked to resolve these problems in your relationships. Or maybe, maybe you haven't. Maybe you've tried to say to your partner or spouse, let's work on this. And they ignore it. And, you know, so but right, right now you're ready to, you know, figure out that what is your choice? The, you know, the choice that's been weighing on your heart. How, which way should you go? Because let's be honest, limbo sucks, right? Limbo is the worst. And too many people stay stagnant and live in limbo for the rest of their life. And you will end up on your deathbed or, or dying wishing you had made the right choice. And by the way, at the end, by the time we're done with this, your choice is going to be one of two things. You're either going to know clearly it's time to probably leave the relationship or it's time for us to get help because this is worth saving. Okay, so to stay, to, you know, let's see, there's a couple things. Two choices, right? That you have, which is what I just said, which is to stay in that relationship, and we're going to recommit to the relationship, free of the doubt, free to pour your laugh and your love and your laughing love in and energy into the relationship, so you can get everything out of it that you want and deserve, and that your partner wants and deserves. Or you're going to leave the relationship, finally liberating yourself. 
from it. But this time you're going to leave it or you're going to know to leave it free from confusion, free of the pain, you know, free at last to get on with a new and better life. So those are the two choices, you know, that you have and not neither contains that uses the word limbo, right? <laughs> neither choice is staying stuck. No, 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 no. Okay, so, you know, up until now, maybe you haven't found that evidence that speaks your heart and makes clear what's best for you, right? You haven't found a sign that says this is it, or maybe you have, but you keep ignoring it. Um, and I know it's terribly frustrating to be able to do nothing and wait passively by. And it's just wasting time. It is. And so, you know, we got to stop wasting the wasting time. You know, I want you to find answers to the questions that are very important to you. You know, whether the two of you really do fit together or not, whether the things that bother you will get better or worse, you know, how you'll feel if they do get better and if they don't get better, whether you can improve the relationship on your own or work with someone to help improve it, right? What you'll, you know, um, I want you to, you know, find that if you leave and whether it's going to be better for you or worse than what you have now and how to balance the responsibility you have to yourself, right? And to the people that you care about. And a lot of that obviously includes children. You know, that's a big thing. People stay for their children. So how do you balance that responsibility? How do you, how are you going to figure that out? Well, we're going to go through this. So you know, well, we talk a lot, a lot about love, right? I talk a lot about love is, you know, I want you to also see clearly how your how strong your love is, right? So love made everything so definite at the beginning, but now love, what's it doing? It's complicating things, right? So it, that, that's the problem. You still love somebody, but it's not good. The relationship isn't good. It's not good for you. Um, you know, so what do you do about that love? I mean, what are we going to do about it? That's another thing we have to figure out. What do we do about that love? How do we, you know, what, do we have enough love to even hold on? <clears throat> Excuse me, on? So I want you to do, I want to help you rediscover the value of your own experience. Okay. See, this is actually a personal decision. This is not a decision that you're going to make with your best friend, with your sister, your brother, your mother, your father. This is a personal decision based on your own experience. Okay. And nobody else's. So I'm going to keep returning to back to your experience. And I, I highly recommend it. I, I need you to understand this. This is so important. Stop talking to everybody and their mother about your problems. It's not helping you. It's not. It's keeping you stuck in the what to do. And then you're listening to 10 different opinions. And the only opinion that matters in this is yours. And then one other thing that people don't realize is when they go and blab and talk about all of their problems with their partner, okay, and tell everybody all the horrible things, then they decide they're going to get back together and they're going to make it work. And it works. Guess what? You've already thrown your partner under the bus. And I'm sorry, those people that are your friends and family can't unhear what they heard. And guess what? They love you more than they love that person. And they're going to hold a grudge. No matter what they say to you, they're going to remember the things that you told them. And, and it, it just doesn't do well. I've had people actually leave marriages because they felt they had to save face. 
That's ridiculous. Stop talking to everyone. Please. If you need to talk, find one person. The probably I want you to find the one person that is not just going to tell you what you want to hear, that is not going to, you know, judge you or the relationship. Um, okay, so you know, and, and again, it's it's the problem isn't that you don't know what's going on. See, you're having problems sorting it out. And I understand that's why we do go to other people, but we're gonna sort it out during this series together, okay? So um if it's, you know, and you might suspect that it's not good for you to stay, right? So what, and, but then yet you're not ready to leave. So you're staying in, in ambivalent and that can cause tremendous damage, a lot of damage, you know, because being stuck in, you know, ambivalence really can kill you um, emotionally. And then you stay when you should be getting out and it, it will end up killing your relationship. And, you know, if you keep thinking about leaving when it could be fixed, but you're not putting any energy into it. And you also can be end up being deprived of the joy, the freedom, the intimacy and of hope. So it's not it, it, it's not as if waiting around is going to show you what's best for you. It's not waiting around is doing nothing. Waiting around is procrastination. What's procrastination? Fear, fear of the unknown, fear, fear of failure, fear of all the decisions you have to make. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. It's not doing you any good. Ambivalence, guess what? Doesn't produce answers. It's just a dangerous trap. So, so you've got to, you've got to stop being ambivalent. You have to start taking charge of your life. Make the decision. Lay out your choices. Find the solution. And I'm going to help you here, right? So I had a um, client. She was amazing. She was 29 years old. And she came to me very stressed about her relationship. And she had been with this guy for four years. And when they first met, they had a lot of great sexual chemistry. And one thing that I do know is when you have strong sexual chemistry, when the lust factor is huge, most of the time that person that you're with feels very familiar to you. Now, what does that mean? That means that those, that that person, a lot of the time, <coughs> excuse me, is caring those negative characteristics of, of your parents, of your caregiver, you know, and, and you're looking at that relationship, it feels familiar. But this time, how many times have I said it? You think in your mind, in the back of your mind, this time, this person's going to love me the way I deserve to be loved. And the lust is huge. The sex is amazing. <laughs> okay. And then eventually, right, when you realize, hey, you're not meeting my needs, you're not filling my voice. I'm not getting loved the way I deserve to be loved. That's when the power struggle starts. And, you know, go back and listen to other podcasts on that. But this was one of those relationships. The lust factor was huge. And guess what? They kept fighting about things like his irresponsibility. Guess who was very irresponsible in her life? Her father. Irresponsible. The mother had to always keep holding up the family, go to work. The father didn't love her the way she deserved to be loved. He was just, oh, blah. And it goes, oh, okay. So we talked about it. She decided that she was going to be happier if they broke up. Okay. So we came to the conclusion she was going to break up with him. Um, and she said, but Heather, I'm going to be really lonely. I said, well, 
you don't you don't have to be lonely here. We, we we need to work through this. We need to heal these wounds and you know in, in some of the from the past and so we can make these right decisions and stuff. But she decided um that you know what she was fine. She was fine. And this was years ago by the way and I I said, okay, I never forced somebody into healing. I showed her everything, but she wasn't ready to do the work. And I wasn't going to force it because anytime I try to tell somebody how important it is, and I, I will say how important it is, but they're not ready. They're not ready. Well, she came back to me a few years later and she said she got lonely and lonelier. And so she started dating him again, partly because of the sexual needs, partly because she felt she didn't meet anyone better. And but guess what? He kept promising to grow up, grow up. And it was mixed with guess what, you guys? You ready? The same familiarity, the same misery. Yeah. Okay. And, and so finally we worked together. She ended up leaving the relationship, which was best for him and her. And found happiness and in peace in the marriage. And guess what? They her and her new partner are completely happy and she's expecting a baby. And so sometimes you really got you have to think, okay, why am I staying? What part of me is staying? Ask yourself, what part of you is making you decide you're gonna stay? That's a big, huge question you have to ask yourself. What are you afraid of if you leave? I want you to ask yourself that if it's a part of it, right? So you got to remember because how many of my clients, you know what? This is they marry again on the rebound <laughs> after following, you know, a brief period of you know being alone. They marry and they come right back into the same problems. You got it face the fears and what are the problems in the marriage and own your problems, own your problems in the relationship. Once you own your problems there, you know, and if it still won't work, then, then you really do have an answer. But let me, let's, let's just keep going here because there's so many aspects to, should I stay or should I go? Right. So you, you know, when you're terribly unhappy and you keep being indecisive and ambivalent, you're, you don't know how to choose happiness anymore. It's like, it's like you're too far gone. You don't know how to choose joy, peace, love. You don't know how to actually, you start end up not being able to make great decisions in every other part of your life. You see, that's the thing that people forget is that, you know, you have five big areas of your life, your relationships, your career, your health, your spirituality. Um, and uh, you wait, career, health, relationships spirituality and finances. And if you're not making great um, decisions in one area, it, it's affecting all the other areas. It, uh, so, so you got it. This is so important for you to, to get a grip on this and make a decision. You know, I tell people all the time, change happens when you become aware that it's time for change and then make the decision to change it. You are aware you're here. By the time we're done, I need you to make a decision, not for me, for you, okay? I want you to find the clarity you're, you're looking for, if you want to. You're here right now. I hope you're seeking clarity, because that's what I want to give you, right? I want to answer the questions. You know, which iffy relationships 
will most likely be okay. Which ones are virtually unfixable? Because there are relationships that are virtually unfixable. You know, I, I, I take my clients through two things, either a, a successful separation or a reconciliation. And both, both scenarios end up beautifully. Beautifully. That includes a su successful separations. Why? Because I work with both individuals and I work with them as a couple. And we come to the same conclusions through my guidance. I need you to, I want you to get the clarity. Okay. So, you know, what makes people happy? They left a relationship. What makes people happy? They uh, recommit to it. And I'm going to share with you and share stories of my clients, you know, and, and, and tell you, help you make some of these decisions. You know, so, so really, um, you have to start being responsible to your, your uniqueness. I, you know, you're unique and I want you to decide, make your own decisions. I don't want to tell you what to do. I want you to listen to all the information that I'm going to teach you and show you and make, have you make the decision. Okay. I'm not going to pull back from making definite recommendations. I'm always going to make recommendations as part of my job, right? But I want you to do what's best on you based on your realities and my research and my practice with all of my clients, right? Okay. So remember the state you're in right now is called relationship ambivalence. And we all feel doubts about our partners from time to time. We all occasionally speculate about what it would like to be on our own or live with a different person, but that's not relationship ambivalence, okay? So I'm talking about, you know, what happens when the bulk, the bulk, most of your attention shifts from being in your relationship to trying to figure out whether to stay in it or leave. And this shift can take place at any time. I mean, I have clients that go right there <laughs> from the day they meet to their person to, you know, 25 years later. So now here, I'm going to finish up with this. These, this is a few of the things that I hear, you know, um, from clients that are really um, feel dishonored, feel confused, and, you know, want to give up, don't know what to do, you know. Heather, he's made a million agreements with me. He said he's going to do this, he's going to do that. Never kept one of them. I hear that over and over. She or he had an affair. Yeah, you know, um, it's been over, I think, you know, for about a year, but I'm having trouble letting it go. I don't know what to do about it. That's a big one, obviously, right? Um, her family, his family, they're nosy, they're bossing, they control us, they're controlling, you know, I can't tell you how many problems involve in-laws. So many, okay? Um, let's see, um, I get embarrassed by him. He embarrasses me. Um, aren't married people supposed to have sex? <laughs> yes. How little sex can you have that no longer is marriage? Sex is important. I've said it over and over. Sex is important. Sex is important. Sex is important. Um, you know, let's see. Is there a future for us? Even if we can't agree about where to go on vacation. Yeah, there is a future. But that's a lot of disagreements. But, you know, again, it, it's the, that goes back to one of the things that I've faced all the time with my clients, lifestyle differences. When you can't agree on the vacation, is it because one of you wants to sit on a beach and read and the other one wants to go bungee jumping off of a cliff? 
right? You have two different lifestyles, maybe. Um, you know, so um, the parenting, big one, big, huge thing. He's strict. I'm not. She's controlling. I'm not. Give their sense. You know, our kids um, think that I'm the bad parent, but think that she's the better parent. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. All the parenting things. Um Let's see. Uh, what else do I go through? You know, she's, oh, this is the big one. You marry that nice, solitary person. And then, but guess what? They end up becoming boring to you. And they don't want friends at the house. They don't want to do anything socially, you know, or you know what? It was, you know what? They marry the older person. Age does matter. Sorry. I know that there's, there's always, guess what? Anomalies. There's always the one in a million chances. There's always you know, things that, that 1%, always, obviously, but too much um, age difference is difficult. It just is. I'm sorry. If you're 30 and your person that you're marrying is 55, I'm 51. I do not want to be married to a 30 year old. No, thank you. We're in two different places in our life, right? So I've heard, believe it or not, the, um, you know what, guess what? I really admired him or her when we first got together because, you know, they had it all together. Um, their life was amazing. They were successful, but now I feel like I'm ju being judged or he, this person's boring and never wants to do this. It literally, you're, when you are in two different, um, places in your life, the wisdom is different. There's so many things that you have to fight through. Marriage and partnership is hard enough without fighting that uh, that forever age gap. So I need to help you figure out what is right for you, what is desirable. And I, you know, and, and there's more to experience than, you know what, just the pros and the cons. So I want to help you through, again, my experience, my experience with my, my clients and through stories, but also through real facts. Thanks for tuning in. And I will be doing this series for the next two weeks. And um, I'm hoping to drop a new one every three to four days. Check back. And I will also have some downloads both for you to go with the series by um, episode part two of this. Um, also go to my, you know, freebie page and there's so many down free downloadables that will help you answer other questions. Like, are you codependent and, and, you know, a bunch of other things. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Or actually I won't see you. You'll hear from me and have a great day, evening, morning, wherever you're. Bye. <laughs>